Welcome to the AW Confidential Podcast. I'm the founder of Awakened Women and author of A Journey to Becoming the Best Self. AW is about sharing stories. I believe it's one of the best ways to create connection, heal, and learn from one another. I hope you join me and some guests along the way as we explore different perspectives and experiences on topics about women, for women, and to inspire, empower, and encourage women. Hi, loves. Welcome to a new episode of AW Confidential. Today, I am incredibly, I'm excited about all my guests, but I just love this woman. She is a gem. She is just, ella es una persona bella, por fuera y por dentro. Glency Feliz is a... (laughs) is a digital creator with a zest for life and fashion. The Dominican entrepreneur social media is a curated collection of her favorite looks, travel, moods, and helpful tips. Not only is her content useful and entertaining, it's also engaging and real. She keeps her community tight by staying true to herself and sharing some of her most vulnerable moments. This beautiful Latina is using her platform to share her journey of mental health and hopefully with it, remove some of the stigma that has been ingrained in our culture for decades. Glency is with us today to talk about this journey and about how she made the decision to share such a personal piece of her life and her why. There are millions of people struggling with their mental health. And I have battled my own, as has Glency. So first of all, I want to thank you for being here, love. Hi, thank you. You know what? I'm, I'm going to record that part and I'm going to put it on my daily affirmations because that sounded so dope what you just said. Thank you so much. I'm so excited. I know people probably don't know this, but we just had a call and we clicked. And even though we're, we haven't known each other for so long, I'm telling you, you're my girl. You're my girl. I can feel those vibes. I can feel that energy and I'm super grateful to be here. Thank you for having me. And, and I have to share with you, she's a little under the weather and she's still here. So thank you. Um, you know, you have battled and, and I've talked about my depression You've battled with your own challenges and then, you know, you went through all this and and we'll talk a little bit about what happened, but then you decide to turn on the camera and share this intimate part of your life on your social platform. And that takes courage. It takes vulnerability. And I want to know as a public figure, with I think you have close to a million followers or more or something like that between the platforms like 700 something like that yeah so how do you make this I mean it's a big decision so I want to kind of get an idea how do you come to that decision and why did you feel it was important to take this step and then I have another part to that question 
I'm going to be completely honest because that's Glancy. <laughs> I think I, there's a saying, a Dominican saying that when you're in heaven about to, your mom is about to birth you or whatever, and you go to different places. And I don't think that they gave me a lot of filter. So I, I got, I was late to the line of the, of the certain amount of filter a person has to have. And they gave me, in honesty, a whole bunch. Somebody was missing in that line. Um, I, didn't, I didn't really think about it, to be honest. I was just so involved and I was having such a hard time. And now that I see it, like after the years, it was probably because I've never, I never saw anybody talking about mental health. It's important to for me to tell you that it's been 12 years dealing with a, my mental health. And I remember the first time they would tell me my family, shh, 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 callate, callate. don't say anything. People are going to say you're loca, you're crazy. And I've, I've always been like, I always stand to what I believe. And I, I'm very like, you know, you have to do your thing and, and be loyal to who you are. I was like, no, like, I imagine I didn't know anything about mental health. So I was like, it's like, if you're sick, I don't know. My dad, he's diabetic. So I was like, it's like, if you need your sugar, I, I imagine. And I, and I didn't know anything about mental health, but that bothered me a little bit. And it was like the stigma and like, everybody was like, like, are you okay? Like they would ask me and I once overheard a conversation like, oh, porque se le fue la chaveta. That means like she, she's going crazy. And that was really hard on me because I didn't understand what I was going through and I already felt judged. So imagine that, you know, like my mom is literally, she has months to live because uh, her cancer was already, uh, there was nothing we could do. And for the first time, I have a panic attack and I start to deal with mental health. So it wasn't, it wasn't something I thought about. It was something I just did because I think I needed to speak what I was going through. And I, I did it after somebody mentioned and they were like, oh, you're so lucky. Like you travel so much for work. That was the first moment I actually... Um, made it public and I was like no honey let's go come on I want you to see everything that's behind and that probably you have your head above water more than I do so it was it was it wasn't something I thought about it was just I was really struggling I was really struggling and and thank you for sharing that I'm curious from that moment where you turn on the camera and you shared this part of your life, how has your life changed since that moment, since that day? Ooh, <laughs> I get goosebumps. I do I too. Uh, I'm going to try not to cry. That was the best thing that ever happened to me. I would like, I would talk to everybody about mental health. I've always been, I don't shut up. Well, as you can see, we had a phone call. <laughs> we spoke for like two hours the first time yeah. we picked up the phone. I, I talk a lot, especially if it's something that I think in one way or the other I can help. Or maybe you can even feel a little bit, I don't know, 
calmed with speaking to somebody. So it has changed so much because I've seen the impact that that video made on a whole community. I never in my mind, it blew my mind, knew there were so many people struggling with mental health. O sea, I can't even tell you how many DMs, how many people will send me video voice notes, eh, conversations telling me thank you so much because I, I have, this was a long time ago, so it's not like now that, you know, that it's thank God people talk a lot about mental health. I'm saying this was like probably 10 years ago. Wow. Nine so, years ago. Sorry. Nine years ago. So, so no one had really talked about it yet. Nobody. And I do remember that when I started to talk about mental health, when the first time I did it, well, I had an acquaintance that uh, after I started to share my journey, actually called me and they were like, oh, Glency, you shouldn't do this because brands are going to start to see you like, you know, another way. And uh, uh, people are, are going to start to talk and they're going to, you know how mental health people think you're, they, they say you're crazy. And it's true. I understand the crazy part, but I, I was like, I can't hide who I am. I can't, I can't, it's not even, it's not an option. So I know a lot of people and there was a lot. And I think it's just because thank God, my parents and that aspect, they, they showed me a lot of a not to let other people's opinions get to me, but there was a lot of making fun of me on social media. Yeah. Really? There was a lot of, yeah. They were like, Oh my God, la loca or crazy because nobody was talking about this. And I was like talking about everything and they were like, Oh my God, she's medicated. Oh my God. Like I'm not crazy. La loca was my, my nickname for a long time. I am. Well, I'm sorry. That's just, but it is what it is. I wouldn't change. Made I you mean, stronger. Absolutely nothing. I would not. So, you know, we all have struggles, stress, we get the blues, our nerves get the best of us, our emotions get out of control. And it's, I don't know, it seems like nowadays, it's easier to crash, like mentally, emotionally, and finally, physically, because it does catch up to you. And everyone has a different breaking point. What was your breaking point? And how did you recognize it? Because I think there's a lot of people, you know, in our community that might not recognize their breaking point. Well, I've, I've had a lot of different stages in what my mental health journey has been. I've had panic attacks. I've had depression. I, I have, I have general anxiety. I've had good times. I've had really, really bad times. I've, been a hospitalized I've been, like there's a lot a lot in my wow. mental journey and I do the first thing I'm going to tell you is when I the reflection I see in the mirror it's like I don't rec I don't recognize it I don't know how to express it because it's you 
but it's something in myself like that I'm like no 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 this is not glancing because I'm usually a very oh my god that as soon as you said that I know exactly what you're talking about and I I actually included it in my book when I would mm-hmm. I don't mean to cut you off but when I was going oh, no, through no, no, my okay. depression I remember there's a part in the book where I wrote about it. I looked at the reflection in the mirror and it wasn't me. I, I no. know that sounds crazy. It Look, wasn't I, me. I get goosebumps again. It's, you know, when you know who you are, you know when something's wrong. Definitely. You know if you're paying attention. So, oh no, I know exactly what you're talking about. Like you're telling me this and I would love like, the camp because I'm I'm completely with goosebumps it was like I one of my because I've I've been through good times I I have to be honest but I've been through really dark and bad times and it's like the last time uh, where I had to get medicated again and in treatment like I looked in the mirror and it wasn't even something physical it was like it wasn't me it was like I don't know, like uh, distorsion de imagen. Eh, I I was like, no, this is not Lemsi. Mm-hmm. I wasn't smiling. I wasn't laughing. Nothing gave me joy, and I just had a baby. So you know, like mm-hmm. it was it was very complex because I have this beautiful blessing, and I was I was just sad. I just wanted to be in bed all day. I just wanted to be in my pajamas. I would only work. I was like in a functional work anxiety depression because I would work. I didn't stop working. And uh, I, I was just, it was horrible because as soon as I would stop working, I would go back to this person that I, I'm going to be honest, I started to hate. I started to hate that, Lancy. I started to, to like be so angry with with what I was becoming and that version of me that it was it, I, I repelled myself it's crazy <laughs> no it I, I I see <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about and it is it it's a really dark place and when we you you know have been able to get ourselves out of that Do you have any idea like how strong you are? Um, I thank you. I think that sometimes we have to have people like you in our way to actually remind us because we're so hard. I, I don't, well, I'm very hard on myself. And when I went through my last uh, big fall, I was, I was extreme. Like I would not talk to a person or even be close to a person that would talk to me like I used to talk to myself so it was it was it was honestly it was the worst like I think about it and I I, I would never ever want to be there never in my life don't get me wrong I don't have everything put together no I don't I, I'm still struggling with my mental health it's been a 12-year journey but that specific moment those months I would never want to be there again never in my life And I think it's it's important to, you know, as a Latina, Dominican, we are taught this self, this mentality of self-sacrifice of, yeah. I got this, no matter what is going on. I remember my mom, may she rest in peace. I got this. 
And I started doing the exact same thing as an adult woman. Oh no, I got this. And we've normalized it. Like we don't need help. Definitely. We all need some help. All of us. Now, how did you get to that point where you felt like, you know, I need, I need help. I need to reach out. How did you, how'd you get there? Because I know that when I was going through my depression, mm-hmm. for some reason, the, the worst I felt, the more I alienated myself. Yeah. I completely understand you because I went through that too. It was me and my little bubble, me and my little bubble. I didn't want to go out. I didn't want to speak to nobody. I didn't want to do anything. My daughter was four years old at the time when I had this breakdown and she called it my cave and it was very dark in there. Yeah. Yeah. It's like you're, that's your, your safe place. It's like, I don't know if this happens to you, but it's incredibly funny because and my therapist explained it to me. I see the same movie over and over and over again. It calms me down. I'm super scared of flying. Obviously, I have control issues. And uh, I see the same movie over and over again. And when she explained it, both of them, I have an amazing psychiatrist and a psychologist as well. It, It was like, it's because it's your safe place. So that cave was your safe place. And my home was my safe place. Like, I don't go out so much. Like people will see me on social media and they see me. I'm so bubbly and all over the place and happy. And I am like that, but I am like that in my home. (laughs) So it has been like a little journey to get out of, of, of that. So I completely understand that part. I completely understand that. Okay. So now back to the question. What was the question? I'm sorry for that. The question was, how did you get to that place where you knew you're like, I have to reach out. I have oh, to get okay. help. Well, it was the first time because at when this first happened, my mom was in coma. So I, my mom literally, we didn't know if she would live till the next day. So we were all out. She was in intensive care and she was put in an induced coma. And uh, the doctor said, he's like, look, we don't know, like, this is day by day. Let's see what happens. And I was sitting down and it's incredible. My head started to explode. It was like, I was screaming. It was like, I was doing, I was just mirroring exactly what happened to my mom. And it was all in my head. And this is when it started. So after that, I didn't know about mental health. I didn't know about panic attacks. I, I didn't know. But it kept on happening and happening and happening until one day I noticed that I had been like 24 hours without sleeping. And I was like, this is super weird. And the other day, exactly the same. I was like, like you know, like I would sleep for an hour or something and you know, I was like, what is wrong? The third day I had a physical collapse. So this was in my room and uh, it was crazy. That was when they actually, uh, Um, 
Oh my God. Admitted you. Yeah, that's when they admit me. You, 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 you can imagine how crazy that was in Dominican Republic to know that I was scary. Yeah, no, and it's like, oh my God, she is in a psychiatrist. I'm psychiatric thinking about you. Or, Never mind what everyone else, right? What everyone else is saying. So, like, no, because I didn't have contact with nobody. So when I was in there, like, it was one moment one moment that told me okay you have to this is something and and i'm so grateful for this person he is my compadre it's, it's whole, my husband one of my husband's best friend that we have a good relationship so he did go to see me and the nurse comes in and she's like oh like it's time for your pill whatever and she says she gives me the pill and she says i have to see under your tongue and when that happened I already had been, you know, pulling my tongue up. I didn't, I just, yeah, I, I'm drinking, I'm, I'm swallowing. And then when the nurse left, he looked at me and he said, you know, I love you. I love Ruben. I wish you can see this because he doesn't know that he changed my life. Well, he knows what I told him. And he says, he said this in Spanish, Lengsi, you are stronger than this. Tú no eres de ahí. And this is not a disability. Esto es una fortaleza. Oof. Oh, God. And he gave me, like, I, I, I get why. Oh, my God. I don't want to oh. <laughs> And he gave me the permission to be in that situation, but he also gave me the other side of the game. You know what I mean? Like, he's like, I felt that it's okay. I was seeing, I know that he was seeing what I was going through and he, he knew like, it's okay, but I know that you can get out of this. That, so was, an when, angel for, that was an angel. So when Ruben told me that, that was like, that was my, my, my breaking point. That was like, okay, I have to put as much effort as I can to get out of here. And I did. I got and out we, of it. And, we, and, we're, and we're all very grateful for that. I still have my struggles. I, I always like to say that. I think depression and anxiety, which is my main uh, issue, I think it's like when you're an alcoholic, that you're like an alcoholic for life i wish it's not like that but there's anything anything can trigger your mental health so mm -hmm. i i'm very careful and i always tell people hey this is a struggle and this is something i'm gonna deal for life and i say this because if i don't anymore that is freedom but to know that i have my feet and my head where i have to have it and accept it and hug it and know it's part of me and not to give it this power and not to put a time on it. No, it's going to be three months. No, it's going to be six months. No, I already forgot about the time. What is important for me is that I embrace this. This is who I am. And I know that at the end, I'm, I'm always going to be winning the game because I'm the, I'm the one that's on top of it. You're a winner. You are a winner. Now, you are also, aside from a winner, you're one of 13 children. 13 children, girl. And they're brothers, right? 
brothers. Yeah, well, there's how many? There's like, yeah, they're mainly brothers. Okay, so your mom passed at a young age, and I was reading an article the other day that the our emergency rooms are filling up with young people struggling with mental health now more than ever. And it's a big concern. I mean, not to mention our adult population, but we're seeing more of the anxiety, depression in younger people and just everything that comes with it. And I'm wondering, I'm a mom, you're a mom. There's a lot of us that are parents. How do you think as parents, can we help our children more? How can we do better with what we have? Because I think, like you said, it's, you know, some people might see it as a weakness, but I think overcoming what we've become, it's a strength. It's It's our superpower, girl. So how do we help our children, our friends' children, everyone listening who has children, how can we help our, with our experiences, um, help them through their struggles. I think the most important thing is something so simple. It is so simple. It, it doesn't cost money. It doesn't actually affect your day-to-day. We Almost all of us have the privilege of being able to do this, and it's to speak to speak mm. to your child if and you listen think, and listen and yeah that's very important but you know if you if you go back to your parents did you ever well I I'm gonna be honest I never sat down to talk to my mom about my what was going through my mind my problems no. I would never speak to her and she would never speak to me and I know it's, this is not, this is, she did the best she could with what she had. I'm clear mm-hmm. of that. I'm very grateful. My mom is my super hero, but I never had that. I never had a conversation about my period with my mom. I never had a conversation about sex with my mom. I never had a conversation about life with my mom. I never had a conversation about college with my mom. I never had a conversation about my boyfriends with my mom. I So then that's when you, you just go to your friends and you speak to them. So for me, my daughter has been in therapy since she's four years old. And uh, I remember I said, when I had my child, I am going to do everything in my power, everything in my power to raise my child different than how they raised me. And this is this is nothing, I, I, I am so grateful for my mom. I'm super grateful. I'm grateful for the love of my, of my father. I am super grateful. He could have done things differently, but you know, I'm not here to judge, but that was my main goal. And my daughter started to have like these night terrors and I took her to therapy immediately. And till this day, my daughter is 11 years old. My daughter goes to therapy. And I my son, which just turned three, he has a bit of a temper. And uh, as well, therapy. 
and you didn't have a yeah. year old go to therapy. It's not there. He doesn't sit down with the therapist to talk to them. But everything that we have in our hand, our brain is the most important organ we have. And it is the less seen organ of all of them. And it's this, it's diminished. Like what you said, us as Latinas, our parents tell her, tell us, oh, you can do anything. Oh, you, my mom, that's an invisible loyalty. Loyalty. Una lealtad invisible that I had with my mom. That if, if I wasn't working like a crazy person, no wonder I got sick. I didn't feel well. Till this day, I was talking to my team. We have a meeting on Monday. And I was talking to my team and my manager. And I was like telling her, like, I'm working this in therapy because if I am not going freaking 5,000 miles per hour, I don't feel that I am doing enough. Yes. I, I can totally relate to that. And, and, it, and I, I was, I was having this relate? conversation today with my publicist and she was like, oh, you know, it's kind of quiet right now. I said, yeah, I don't like it. I don't, I need to feel like there's activity, like there's frenetic right. energy happening. So I know that I'm doing something and that things are happening because I get very uncomfortable with that lull. I, I get very, very, it makes me anxious. Oh my God, you and me were like sisters that they, they separated us when we were born. I can completely understand. But you know what the worst part is? I was tell, I was saying this was going out of my mouth and I told my husband, I spoke so much about this because when I had like my big uh, mental health uh, fall, it was like, it's going to be three years in January. I had to stop. There was pandemic. I was pregnant. I had my baby. They, I had to move to my mother-in-law's house because they were remodeled in this apartment. So I was like totally out. I gained like, I think it was 48 pounds. I don't remember something like that. Like it was completely, I was out, out of control. Out of control. And then I tell my husband to this day, I'm like, oh, I don't know. I, I, I'm doing 3,000 things talking to you. Literally, like if I would put the camera over there, you would say, where are you, Glency? Are you freaking in, in I, I don't know, Amazon with all this clothes, like just in racks? No, it's because I'm working. And my husband says, no, you're, you're, you're incredible. You would complain that you had to, too much things and you were miserable and now you want to go back. I'm telling you. I'm telling I, you. Well, I think I just think we're human beings. It's like you can never be completely happy with everything. But it's childhood has a lot to do. And tell me if I'm talking too much, but this is super important. I think us as Latinas, I don't know if this happens a lot with Americans, North Americans, eh, but they, we are raised to support everything and anything. And it's like, you can't, it's like if you're going to get a badge for the mom that suffers the most, it's like, you're going to get a freaking trophy for the mom that doesn't need help. It's like, they're going to give you freaking a, a little yellow star and stick it in your forehead. Like you're in kindergarten. It's like you suffer, you raise those kids alone. You, no. I wrote an article about, um, martyrs. I yeah. think we tend to, and, 
and it, and it comes from generations. It's not just my mother. It's my mother's mother and her mother. Yeah. It's, it's to me, that's the type of trauma because yeah. I've had to figure out how to break that mentality. So my daughter doesn't have it. Yeah. Thank you, God, she doesn't. And thank you, me and her father, because we're like, no, this is not okay. That's a but lot you know of what? pressure. You know what? I always say, I, I, I've known, I, I, I don't know a person that has suffered so much like my mom. Like, I don't even know how she did it. Like, what my mom went through, it's it's, it's not normal. But you know what's, what's the weird part, and which is even messed up, but I'm working on it? Sometimes... I look at my daughter and I tell my husband, I'm like, but I need her to have a little bit more drive. My daughter, she's freaking in fifth grade and she's on a basal credits of an eighth grader. Like she's amazing. You see, so, but you have that in your head. And my husband's like, hmm. He says, controlate, controlate, Artemia, my mom's name. Controlate, Artemia, controlate, because I'm like, she has this. And, and then I'm like, okay, let's see, come on, back and relax. You see yeah. how it is? Yeah, absolutely. Now you've, my gosh, you've experienced so much, but I am sure that you now have a better understanding of your needs, your limits, and how to keep things balanced for the most part. Because I think we, we all have to tweak as yeah. we go. So as a busy mom, entrepreneur, wife sister friends everything it, it can be a lot and you've met you mentioned it earlier on you you know it's not that you're doing it all you do you're doing it all but you are kind of doing it all maybe not all at the same time but you're doing it all yeah. what are two things that you do to ensure that glincy gets some joy in her life any best practices the first thing is i always try to fill my cup as Oprah oh, said yes you can't fill anybody else's cup if your jar isn't full and that took me a lot of time a lot of therapy and a lot of money of therapy to understand that. and it and it takes constant practice because it's easy to revert back yeah you forget I am I'm so grateful for learning that because before it was like, how, are, how am I going to help somebody if I'm not okay? Now, definitely, I am a priority. I love my kids to death. I would give my life and I wouldn't even blink. I love my husband. I'm so grateful for my work, my team. But if Glancy is not okay, it's not going to work. So today, 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 I just dropped one of the biggest contracts I have on social media. No, I dropped it. You no. dropped it. Yeah, like I, I, I said no because my peace and me doing what I love and what it was seriously, it wasn't even about. It was about peace. Right now, that is my main goal for me to have peace and enjoy. I know there's gonna be moments you're not gonna enjoy everything you work in. But at least I have to have peace in it. Mm. If I don't have well, peace, I, I'll clap to that. I'll <laughs> clap to that. Uh, so today is a very sweet moment for some of the people in my team. But they they understood. You and put yourself first. I was like, no, I need, I need, 
piece and I think this has to do a lot as as much as we put effort let's go let's be really girly here you want a night you want nice hair right you want your hair to be beautiful so what do you do you take care of it right that's a girl math here so you take care of it you put nice products you invest in products you invest in googling you invest in getting the best stylist so I just do the same in my life. What do I do? I Google. I get the best therapist. I try a little bit of everything. I take moments for me. I try to fool my jar so I can fool everybody else's cup. Oh, I love that. Now, one of the things that I like to do when we end our interviews is give our community, and there's been so much that we've talked about, but some piece of advice, a quote or mantra to help them as they're going through in, you know, through their own journey. And some people, and you mentioned it early on, some people may look at your life and say, wow, she has it all. But perception is not always reality especially when it comes to mental health. No one knows what's going on in that head. What is one of the greatest lessons you have taken from overcoming your struggles as it relates to your mental health that can help anyone in our community who is trying to manage their own mental health? Okay, you want to, I'm going to give you this in a story and it was one of the most special, super short it was, I think, the best advice and, well, the best reflection I've had. There was this empire that had this king and he decided to get the best tra the best people around him to assist him and do like all the work, intellectual work he needed. So he got this team, amazing team. What happened? They went into war. When they went into war, the prince had to hide in the cave. The king had to go hide in the cave because they were going to kill him. So he's like, oh, where is all these people? I got like, where are they now? I need them. I need them. I need them. And they went to the caves and they tell him this. Well, this will pass. This will pass. Esto pasará. Sorry, I'm translating my accent. And eventually it did. He had to hide in the caves and all that. He was back at his palace. So everything was great. The empire was blooming. Everything was amazing. So he's in a dinner with all of his right hands and all of his amazing team. And they tell him, he's like, oh, like we're at this, this is in history. This is so good. This is the best moment of our life. And they said, this too shall pass. Ooh. So the bad moments will pass the good moments will pass too it all depends on you i'm and gonna how's your intake of each and every one of these moments you can't depend only on having a what what are good moments so you can have a good life or a good mood or good circumstances or bad moments to have a bad mood or bad circumstances it's all in you and that was it says, todo pasará, todo oh. pasará. The good, the bad, lo más o menos. I actually have that phrase in my book. It got you me do? through. It oh got me God. through a lot. I remember um, I had a, during the time when I, I had the 
episode of depression. It was after divorce. And I, there's this song and I'm going to send you the link. It's called by the grace of God by Katy Perry. And I remember my sister told me, you know, she said, you're in hell right now. And all I need you to know is that this too shall pass. And I believe that I was saved for something bigger. Oh, that's amazing. You're going to make me cry. I'm sorry. That's, that's I'm sorry. amazing. No, that's amazing. You know what? It's like when you hit rock bottom, there's nowhere else you can go. But or you stay there or you go up. And I don't with with my little story, I don't want to, you know, discourage people and say, oh, the good moments are going to pass. No, it's just, no. it's just to let you know that it depends on you. It and it's not like we're going to be a Barney. Oh, super happy when we're in a bad situation. Of course not. But, but enjoy those moments because it's not always going to be that way. Exactly. Good or bad, this too shall pass. I absolutely yep. agree. And it's it's a it it depends on us to see the light in the darkness. And it's never it's it's closest to the sun coming out when it's the darkest. That's the perfect way to end this. Glancy, thank you so much. Thank you, you are you you're my girl, man. I know uh. we <laughs> I love you for being here, being here, for sharing your story with the world, not just my platform, not just your platform, but just sharing it. Because I think people need to know that no matter how filtered, you know, this life that we live, whether it's on Instagram yeah. or Facebook or TikTok, life is just not perfect for it's anyone. Not. And it doesn't matter how much money you have, how much fame, none of that matters. It really None doesn't. of it. None of it. And and I want to end with this. I I always say this and it's I don't have my shit together. Pardon my None friend. of us do, girl. We're, I, I'm a work in I, progress. <laughs> like I am a work in progress. Like so, like social media, all that filter those filtered pictures and like that's why I love my stories. That's why I'm I love TikTok. That's why like I love keeping it real because I know that it can be overwhelming, but I have so much to do and I'm excited to actually put in the work to be a better Glency tomorrow. Well, I love you. We love you. I love can you. you. <laughs> Thank you. Can you please share with our listeners how they can find you? Of course. Arroba Glency Feliz. I, I started to pronounce my name as it is in English because... Oh. I want people to say a, my roots to say how they are. So I'm not going to be saying Glency Felix. No, it's Glency Feliz. G-L-E-N-C-Y-F-E-L-I-Z. You are a blessing to the world. Thank you so much for being here. And um, thank you, my lovelies, for joining us on this episode of AW Confidential. We will talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Thank you for joining me on this episode of AW Confidential. 
please make sure to subscribe, rate, review, and share this podcast with all your friends. You can find me on awakened-woman.com or follow me on Instagram, Twitter, and Clubhouse as Woman Awakened. I'm also on Facebook as AW Inspires. I hope you join me next time on another episode that is sure to be anything but confidential.